This the remix. Mitch Trubisky is our starting quarterback and our captain. Man, we're just really comfortable with what Mitch has shown us. He's a guy that came to us with, with franchise quarterback experience, if you will. He's comfortable in those shoes. He's been the focal point of a football team and an organization before. He's had success in doing so. My main focus is, you know, Buffalo right now. I'm happy nobody got hurt in, in the practice and whatever. But, you know, my main focus is um, Thursday night against Buffalo right now. So um, everybody protected each other. Everybody got out the situation clean, um, healthy. So that's what's, that's what's matter and um, ready for week one. So. You're listening to the Press Box Summer Edition. Before we get started, does your bulldog like the other dog in the house? No, they get in fights over food. Okay, because Bonnie believes that our bulldog needs company and that he's lonely. And I say he's so protective of her and he's so protective of his family, he would not like another dog introduced to the arena. I think you'd get used to it. I think you give it time. They get used to each other. But uh, our adopted bulldog, um, he is the best dog unless there is food somewhere. That's what's happened. Every, every time there's been an right. incident, it's been because there is food. Or even like after they eat, if one of them sniffs around the other one's food, uh, stuff it happens. <laughs> it happens. Um, so, yeah, he's he's great. They mostly ignore each other during the day. But when there's food on the line... They, uh, then they go at it. Yeah, not not he's he's very protective of his. Isn't food. that weird? Our bulldog also he's either looking for his food in his uh, in his dish or he's in the kitchen. If we're in the kitchen, <laughs> he could be sound asleep. <laughs> and if I get up to go to the kitchen to do anything, just to get a glass of water or maybe do nothing, walk through to my office through the kitchen, he's following me because he's hoping <laughs> I get something and like drop it on the floor. It's weird. And then if he sees that I don't do anything, he goes back to sleep. Our, so our adopted bulldog, he is attached to my fiance. Follows yep. her. Everywhere, yep. even if yep. she just gets up to go grab something and run right back exactly. to where she is, yes. he's waking up and following her. Isn't that interesting? Yeah, isn't that interesting? Same and with Bonnie. Yeah, I'm, I'm guessing there's a little bit of maybe like some abandonment. You know, he's an yes. adopted dog. He's yep. afraid that or whatever. Uh, but yeah, follows her yep. everywhere. We were a little worried because we went to California over the weekend and we left him with my dad. We were a little worried that he was going to have some issues, but he was fine. He just stayed with my dad and followed him everywhere instead. So, <laughs> wonder if it's a breed thing because our bulldog I, follows Bonnie everywhere. I do think there there's um, they're companion type dogs like that is they want to be near, near you and they want generally he wants to be pet like he's gonna walk right. up to you and just sort of he'll step on my foot to get you to, to get my attention him. to be like hey pet me I'm right, right. here yeah so that's right. what it is Sounds... food or not he's following her everywhere she yes. goes does not matter okay. Raiders news, not Raiders news, Bills news that could affect the Raiders. Dawson Knox, the Bills tight end, just got a new contract. Four-year deal worth $53.6 million. That is $13.4 million a year. $31 million is guaranteed, according to Mike Garofolo. So a little bit more than half of that, which probably implies he'll be a Bill for two years, and then if they want to, they can get out of it pretty easily in the third year. So four years, $13.4 million a year for Dawson Knox. There are two distinct differences between Dawson Knox and Darren Waller. The first younger. one that works in Dawson Knox's favor, he's 25. 25 years old. Darren Waller turns 30 sometime soon, I mm-hmm. believe. So five years, basically the difference there. But the difference that works in Darren Waller's favor, 
Dawson Knox career high in yards is 587. Waller has had two years of 1,100 yards. Waller last year, with injuries and in a down year, still had 665. Still had more last year than Dawson Knox has ever had. So Knox is younger, but Waller has proven he is much better than what Knox has been so far. What does that contract mean to Darren Waller and the Raiders right now? I mean, I think it means a lot to Darren Waller. Absolutely. Um, 53 guaranteed, 13 a year for a guy who's essentially a much better player who has nothing guaranteed this year. I more and more think something's going to get done. What if this is, what if it's an identical contract? Do you think that's a fair contract for Darren Waller? If I'm Darren Waller, I want more than that. Now, obviously, Darren, I'm not Darren Waller because I'd be a lot more selfish than Darren Waller has been, but I would want more. I'm walking in with this contract and with my yardage for my last three right. seasons and Dawson Knox's yardage and being like, all right, he got 53.6 over four years, 31 guaranteed. I want more. Mm-hmm. And here's the other part of that. And if I'm the Raiders, I say, well, he's 25. And we'll, yes. we're not giving you more. But if I'm Darren Waller, that's what I'm saying. Or if I'm Darren Waller's agent. The other part of this is the timing, right? This is not Dawson Knox. We're not comparing this to a contract that Dawson Knox signed four months ago. They got a contract done four or five days before the season starts. There's no no reason the Raiders and Darren Waller cannot also get a contract Come to an done agreement. four or five days before the right. season starts. So I think this is a massive thing for Darren Waller to be able to walk in and say, here's what Dawson Knox signed. Basically, do you believe I'm better than Dawson? I might ask them straight up. Do you think I'm better than Dawson Dawson Knox? Knox. And if they say no, I might say, well, trade me. Yeah. (laughs) Trade me to somebody that does think I'm better than Dawson Knox. Uh, But if they they say yes, then I say, here's his contract. You're going to have to pay me more than that. So I think that's a massive deal when we're talking about, you know, setting markets for players. And if at the end of the day, Waller signed that exact contract, I think he'd probably be underpaid a little bit, but ultimately I think that'd be a pretty fair deal for Darren Waller. Um, but I, it's not going to happen. Is it? He's not getting Darren Waller. He's not getting one before the season starts. Is he? I think he is. You still think so? Well, I'm, I, I, like I said, you, you said can I go can change back my mind. It. I cannot go back on it. <sighs> I like parades, and I cannot go back on predictions unless it's the Cincinnati Bengals. So yesterday, Darren Waller talked to the media, and here's a couple of quotes he gave. There's not really a lot of things I can control, you know. I have faith in my representation. Whether it goes one way or it doesn't, I'll be playing football. I'll just let it happen how it does. So that was Darren Waller yesterday saying, I'm going to play this year regardless of what happens to my contract. He basically said, it's not under my control, so I'm going to play. Which, by the way, Darren Waller seems like the greatest teammate I'd ever (laughs) want to be around. He just seems so nice. And I'm like, I've spent the entire offseason being like, he needs to be meaner. He He needs needs to to be more selfish. Yeah, Hold in. But he seems like the nicest guy that I'd be like, I absolutely want to have my locker next to Darren Waller. Because he seems great. But... He basically said yesterday he's going to play. He also said this um, that Jason Fitz brought up. It puts things into perspective because you really focus on what matters most in life. And to me, it's not necessarily money. To have that contract would be an amazing blessing, but I don't need that contract to be at peace or to enjoy my life. 
which goes is a lot to what Jason uh, suggested. Right. The idea that because Darren Waller had addiction issues and he was at a point where he wanted to quit football, he didn't want to play football or whatever. And now he's to a point where, I mean, he's made, what is it, like 16, 17 million over yeah. the last couple of years for the Raiders. He's to a point where he could be making, you know, 15 million this year. And if he gets a new contract, it's going to be at least whatever, 13 million or something like that. He's to a point where he's basically said, based on his life experiences, getting that massive contract is not his highest priority, mm-hmm. which, so again, from a non-football perspective, Darren Waller sounds amazing. The guy sounds incredible. Like, I want to be his friend. I want to be next to him in the <laughs> locker room. From a football standpoint, if I'm the Raiders, I'm like, you're damn right. That's right. a blessing. You're damn right. See you on Sunday, Darren. Like, that's what I'd be saying if I was the Raiders. I'd be like, yep, see you Sunday. New contract. Who's Dawson Knox? Never heard of him, Darren. Sorry. Like, that's what I'd be doing if I was the Raiders. Had you heard of Dawson Knox or had you drafted him? He went to Ole Miss, so of course I've heard of Dawson Knox. He was on the same team he as... He went to your school? Yeah, yeah. Dawson Knox, DK Metcalf, A.J. Brown were all on the same team. And they yeah. went like 6-6. Six and six. <laughs> <laughs> How is that possible? <laughs> Who was the quarterback? Uh, it was pre-Matt Corral. Okay. Who was throwing them passes? It was John Reese Plumley and somebody else. Yeah. yeah, it wasn't ideal. Um, defense wasn't any good either. Do you know what year that was? It was around like 14, 15, right? Yeah, I want to say it's 2016 or 17. It was pre-Lane Kiffin, pre-Matt Corral. So that's always fun. Yeah, I think, I mean, the first point you made is probably the best five-year difference. That's a big five difference. Years. Yeah, it is. The guy who's 25 and a guy who's been 30 with injury issues. Now I don't know if Dawson Knox has had... Um, injury issues, but he's only 25 years old. Yeah. So if I'm the Raiders, I'm like, hold on here. You know, that's a big five years in the league is a huge difference. Yeah. Can I give you uh, some speculation real quick on Darren Waller here? Um, so he got asked about why he dropped clutch sports yesterday. And here's what he said. I just thought it was the best decision for me at the time. I appreciate clutch. They did a lot of good things for me. I'm not going to stand up here and act like they didn't do anything. They did a lot of good things for me. I felt like it was good for me to go in a different direction. Uh, Darren Waller, clearly not the guy that was just going to throw clutch sports under the bus and say, no, they but suck or whatever. Does it conflict with the contract quotes about that? That's not his number one priority, because if you get rid of clutch, it has to do with the contract. Right, right. Here's my thought. right. I mean, it here's, has to do with that. Here's what I think happened. I'm guessing clutch sports wanted Darren Waller to sit out. And maybe that's what he was doing, the whole, oh, the hamstring Hamstring. or whatever. Maybe he was doing that on advice from Clutch Sports. And I'm guessing Darren Waller did not like that. Based on everything Darren Waller has said, he does not want to hold out or hold in. He does not want to miss games. He does not want to miss practice. Based on everything he said, he wants to be out there. And my thought is that Clutch Sports wanted him to hold in. Clutch Sports wanted him to not show up and try to use that as leverage and Waller didn't like that and, said and no. eventually said, I, we, we've got different priorities. We've got different ways about going or going about this. I don't want to do this. So I'm going to find a new agent that will, you know, what makes, which makes him an even nicer guy. Right. Right. <laughs> so like, that's what I, based on everything he said, that's kind of what I think happened here is that clutch sports was having Waller hold in and sort of use the hamstring as like a smoke screen behind it. And Waller didn't want to be the guy to come out and say, oh, I'm holding in, I need more money, blah, 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 because he's never said that. 
And at the end of the day, he didn't want to do that. And so he moved on from his agency and now he's got Rosenhaus and now he's at practice and is going right. to be at the game. No Letting matter, Rosenhaus deal with it. Right. No matter what his contract is, he's going to play and he's going to, he kind of sounds like he's going to play and just cross his fingers that Drew Rosenhaus gets him some more money. Right. Like that's kind of what this sounds like. It's just like, ah, I'm going to play football. And if Drew, if Drew gets me some more money, cool. Drew gets me some more money. Otherwise, yeah, who knows? But uh, yeah, the Dawson Knox one happening today is certainly interesting given that Waller doesn't have one, could have one in the next four or five days. Maybe he doesn't get one. In I the think next it four gets done. Days. What, the, what are so. we on Wednesday? Yep. Friday. Friday, we get a deal announced. Okay. 10 01. 10. Oh, yeah, of course. Obviously. 10 01. <laughs> Darren Waller, new contract. Right. Uh, that would make sense. 10 01 on Friday. 10 01 on Friday. We're off. Because We're then off the we, don't, we don't get to talk about it at all because we won't be on the air till Monday. And well, we'll play the then it's just game. all about football. Right. We, it'll be, we'll be like, oh, yeah. And Darren Waller got a yeah, new contract. Yeah, he got a new contract for so many million dollars. And then have to go to break. That's what's going to happen. So, yeah, you're, that, that's a good prediction. All right. Coming up next, Sam and Ash join the show. Call 702-820-1234 or go online, samandash.com, because you deserve what's right. Samandashlaw.com. 702-820-1234. Good morning, Ash. How are you today? I'm great, guys. How are you? Yeah, we're good. We're good. Oh, I, Ash. I have an important no, question. No, no, no. Ash, please go my way on this. <laughs> do okay. you do you like attending parades? No. Yeah, uh, there we go. We're killing it this I, morning. If, the best example is the Rose Parade. I'm sitting on my comfy little couch, sipping coffee, watching the Rose Parade, listening to the announcers tell me what I'm looking at, what flower is where, and how long each of these little floats <laughs> took to put together. So, no, I'm not going. I did it once, though. I went to Pasadena, sat in the bleachers, and no. Yeah. No, I'm not a parade. Although I did the Laker parades when they won. Oh, you still, did? Okay. Yeah. Right. I, yeah. But I, you know what? I could skip them. If I don't have to attend another parade in my life, I think I'm okay. Right? So I'm sitting here with Danny and Ed, and both have been telling me for three hours this morning that parades are good and that parades are fun. And I just think it's the most ridiculous you, thing you I've You get heard. a wave of people. You have some water and a canopy <laughs> to make some friends. You just got to experience Boulder City. That's it. Boulder City Parade? That's yes. going to change my mind? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> okay. When is it? Uh, no, no. I went to the 4th of July one. Which sounds even worse. Um, here's here's Danny's argument as to why it's fun. You sit okay. in the heat all day and overheat. Under a canopy. And then you get sprayed by the fire department afterwards. And How's you that? have a giant water fight with about a thousand With people. water guns and stuff. Doesn't that sound fun? No, guys. You can right? do that any time of the week. You want a water fight. Just sling some of those super soakers to your friends and go have a good time. I mean, I don't know. Yes. Maybe I got to go check out Boulder City. No, you do not. You have no need to. You have seen the Rose Parade and a Lakers (laughs) Championship Parade. That is, that's it. You don't need to see any other parades. That's as far as we get here. Would you attend an Aces Parade if they win the championship? Yeah, I would. There you Uh, go. You sound obligated to attend the Aces Parade (laughs) by that answer. I do. I, you know, as a former basketball player, current female, yeah, I would feel, and living in Las Vegas and, a supporter of the WNBA. Um, also, I'm still trying to get the Aces uh, 
to get their own custom license plate. Oh, oh think that's, like the Golden Knights. They should have. Yeah. You're right. They should. The have Raiders those. have one. Raiders, Golden Knights. Yeah. Yeah. Where's the Aces custom plate? All right. Uh, here's a uh, topic for you. LeBron James and Drake are being sued over a documentary about a black hockey league in Canada. And this comes down to uh, Billy Hunter, who used to be the head of the NBA Players Union, uh, used to have a relationship with LeBron James and apparently Drake as well. Um, Apparently, LeBron and Drake are going ahead trying to make this documentary, but Billy Hunter says that he had a deal with the authors of a book, Black Ice, The Lost History of the Colored Hockey League of the Maritimes. Um, And Hunter says that he had a deal to have exclusive rights to produce this movie or documentary. Uh, so what happens here with this lawsuit against LeBron and Drake? If, if Billy Hunter has proof that he's got uh, exclusive rights, he wins. Yeah. So it's actually pretty interesting. Uh, you're going to first want to look to what the agreement between Hunter and the author of the book actually said, because in Hollywood and with film rights, movie rights, media rights, you can, negotiate and contract as broadly or specifically as you want. So you could go in and just say, hey, authors, I only want the rights to tell your story on a theatrical stage, kind of like Hamilton. And the author can sell you that limited right to the story. And all you can do with that is then go put on a play on a stage about it. So what you want to look at and see, what does Hunter's contract say? Does it say he has all media rights, all formats, all everything? Because if it does, now the authors are in a a little bit of hot water because they sold it to James and Drake and let them go ahead and make a documentary. And ultimately, if James and LeBron James and Drake, they should have a contract with the author that says, if anyone sues me, over this story and these rights, you will indemnify me because you've made promises to me that you've not otherwise sold them to anyone else. So, yeah. So this this could literally come down to one word between movie and documentary? Absolutely. It could come down to film. It could come down to theater. It could come down to drama. It, it's wow. all in the contract and how it was drafted. And this is one of those critical scenarios when it's an important thing in your life and a valuable asset, whether it's your own body, your house, your car, get a legitimate lawyer to help you draft this and make sure you're getting exactly what you bargained for. Uh, One of the authors of the book, uh, he told TMZ that he believes the lawsuit is unwarranted and frivolous and they will respond with their legal team. Is that just somebody who's been sued like we always see saying this is frivolous? Or do you sort of read more into that comment that maybe the Billy Hunter doesn't actually have a legitimate case here uh, to sue? I'm not. This is an initial statement. So, no, it's pretty standard. Like, ah, they're suing over nothing. They don't have a case. And then, look, it might go away, but it really went away because there was maybe some settlement between them. The authors said, hey, like, I'll give you some money for the damages. You're confidential. Like, B, there's no disclosure agreement, so no disparagement clause. And so then it just goes away, and everyone assumes it was unwarranted and frivolous. Uh, Topic two, Brett Favre is being interviewed by the FBI over 70 million Mississippi welfare scandal. His attorney said that his client was questioned over 1.1 million in fees he received in 17 and 18 to make motivational speeches that he allegedly didn't perform. 
said Favre had been had been, would have been indicted by now if he's proven he knew the funds came from that temporary assistant for needy families, a federal program. Um, it, is there if he if he did know where the funds came from but was lying? Is there any way to really prove it? Yeah, well, that's where you're going to look at what correspondence, emails, text messages, anything like that. If there was letters sent to Favre that prove he knew these funds were misappropriated from the federal welfare grant. So that that's what they're looking for. And so far, it looks like he didn't know it, but then he figured it out at some point or he received funds for something he never actually did. And so that's why they're demanding the repayment of that money. Uh, can you explain to me the the money here? Because he he is repaid one point one million dollars that he received. But like, what does it mean when it says a state auditor found that seventy million in welfare funds were given to Brett Favre? How do we go from one point one to seventy million dollars? Yeah, so I read that and I think it was a typo. Okay. Um, so, but I think the overall fraud that occurred is significantly like that large. I don't, but I think Favre's involvement is limited to about under ten million, and only like one point one was directly paid to him. The other funds, I think, were doled out to people and um, causes that he was interested in or maybe directed. But okay, I, yeah, I read that and I couldn't figure out where the 70 million dollars came from <laughs> but it's apparently the largest fraud that's occurred in the auditor's history so it's a big deal the other part and i don't know if you actually know the answer to this how are we talking about welfare funds and brett Favre I know. getting mil- like i understand it was for motivational speeches whatever but like how are we talking about millions of dollars in, in what's a, are supposed to be money for needy families ending up going to Brett Favre at all? Yeah, so the federal welfare grants, they're given out to various organizations, and it's up to the organizations to make sure the funds are utilized as intended. And effectively, that didn't happen here. There. There was a giant scheme with a few people that, you know, they took these funds under the guise of a nonprofit and they used it for personal gain, for personal drug treatment, things like that. And so and then also to try and gain political favor and access to Brett Favre, et cetera, et cetera. And so it's it kind of just starts at the top where these organizations get these grant funds and then they embezzle it and misappropriate it and use them inappropriately. All right, I've got a fun story for you here. We're going to England for ninth division soccer. Um, Thank a, you. A goalie <laughs> during a game was given a red card for urinating during the game. Apparently, he went and peed in a bush in the middle of the game, and the ref gave him a red card because the I guess the ref didn't even see it at first. He had to be pointed out by the opposing players here. Um so aside from the whole funny part of him getting a red card, just taking your pants off and peeing during a soccer or I guess any sporting event, is there like a public indecency that that guy could end up getting? Well, maybe if someone saw it, but it sounded like he was in a hedge and it really <laughs> sounds like he should he should have just stayed in goal and peed himself. Yes. And this have. wouldn't have been a problem. <laughs> I mean, he tried to be proper and, you know, hide and not get it all over his uniform. And he gets punished. Yes. No good deed goes unpunished. Oh, man. It's a great story. I, uh, 
I very much enjoy that. That uh, yeah, I just got to go. It's uh, we got 15 minutes left in the game, but I can't hold it anymore. I got to go. Um, all right, Sam and Ash uh, at SamandAshLaw.com, 702-820. Ash, we appreciate it, and I am more appreciative that you're on my side of our parade conversation. Very disappointed on a former morning. parochial school uh, uh, classmate. <laughs> Very, very, very disappointed. Look, I'll walk in a championship parade, but I'm not attending right? one. Yes. <laughs> Be in it, not on the side of it. Ash, thank yeah. you so much. Thanks, Ash. Thank you, guys. Take care. So, so far, it's you three, three, you two, three and one. Jason Fitz. You're up 3 1. Yeah. Well, we're not going to count ourselves. We're just going to oh, go on our guests. Okay, just the guest here. Just the guest. All right. We got two, eh, eh, and Ash, <laughs> and then we got Jason Fitz all over me. So that's like, yeah, two to one. Because I'll give one. the I'll give Andy those, and Willie were eh, Andy eh. and Willie were both on my side. Yes, uh, those eh are like maybe Andy those was certainly on his not. side because Andy was talking about the heat. Yeah, yeah. Those were people coming on, getting asked an out of nowhere question, and not wanting to just go off on how bad parades are because they didn't know exactly why we were asking it. That's what happened there. Neither one of Andy nor Willie wanted to just light if we up. We count parades. all our. If we count everyone in the studio, Tyler's up four three. Yeah. I've won the seven-game series. <laughs> Four to three. It is over. <laughs> the Braves against the Dodgers. The seven-game series is done. All right, coming up next, it's Bischoff's Briefs. Bischoff's Briefs. When life gives you lemons, don't make lemonade. Make life take the lemons back. Bischoff's Briefs. Get mad. I don't want your damn lemons. What am I supposed to do with these? Bischoff's Briefs. Demand to see life's manager. Bischoff's Briefs. Do you know who I am? I'm the man who's going to burn your house down with the lemons. Coming up in just a few minutes, tickets to go see Motley Crue, Def Leppard, Poison, and Joan Jett and the Blackhearts. Stay tuned. Bischoff's Briefs today. I have a handful of fun soccer stories. You just heard the first one there with Sam and Ash, but we'll, we'll revisit it here. The FA Cup in England. Just their big open tournament that all the teams can play in if you're professional. Ninth division, Blackfield and Langley. Their goalie was given a red card because he peed in a bush in the 76th minute, which just found, sounds funny as and it is. Ash said, and you might have said, no one saw this guy? So, no, the ref did not see what him was going happening. to the hedges. Right. The It was apparently pointed out to him by the opposing players. They're being, they were like, hey, the goalie just went to the hedges. And the ref gave him a red card. Um, I'm gonna. I'm not gonna lie. I don't know the actual rules of this for the world of no, soccer. If it's actually in the rule book, right? I I don't know if you were actually like covered in the by the hedge. Why you would get a red card? Because if he just if he just ran away from the field of play and stood by the bush for two minutes, that's not a red card offense. It's it's not a red card to leave the field of play though. Why would it be? Why wouldn't it be? You're leaving the game. That's an advantage for the other team. The goalie is not protecting the goal. Now, maybe if if it was like he's delaying the game, right? If yeah, he's supposed he to kick the ball. But even then, you would just, I don't know, make somebody else kick it. I just, I don't know what the rules are. But I can't imagine go. And also, we're talking about ninth division. So he's literally probably right behind the goal peeing into a bush. Oh, yeah. At like, halftime, they're going to the snack stand. Exactly. And, and like, working the snack stand. He didn't have to leave a stadium. He's probably two steps away from the field of play when this happened. So I'm not sure exactly why it was a red card. As far as fans seeing it, I have no idea. 
I don't know what this Bush situation is, but my favorite part was the quote from his coach. He protected himself. He was inside the hedge. Sometimes when you have to go, you have to go. I was gobsmacked. We're all pretty shocked by the decision. By the decision to give him a red card? Yes, not by the decision to pee during the game, <laughs> but by the decision to give him a red card. Phenomenal. Love every I just love the word gobsmacked. Oh, it's a, it's a great quote. So, yes, red card if you pee during a game. As Ash said, just pee on yourself. Just pee on your uniform. Yeah. Nobody's yeah. really going to know. Dive Nobody's on really going to care. Yeah, dive on the grass, whatever. You won't get a red card. Another fun story in soccer. This is probably a good thing for Christian Pulisic in the United States. Yesterday, Champions League group stage started. Chelsea lost to Dynamo Zagreb 1-0. This morning, Chelsea fired their manager, Thomas Tuchel. (laughs) Christian Pulisic uh, has been coming off the bench for Chelsea. Thomas Tuchel doesn't like him that much. But Chelsea refused to sell him before the transfer deadline in the, the summer. So he's stuck at Chelsea for a manager that won't start him. Now Thomas Tuchel's gone. Uh, No idea who the new manager is. I guess technically it could get worse. The new manager could hate Pulisic even more and not play him at all. Uh, But presumably, the new manager will probably like Christian Pulisic a little bit more than Thomas Tuchel did, and he'll actually get more minutes. He can't can't hurt him. Right, leading up to the World Cup. Might actually get to start here. So that's probably good news for Pulisic and how much playing time he will get. Also... USA players Gio Reyna had two assists yesterday for Dortmund. They won their first game against Copenhagen. Weston McKinney actually scored for Juventus against PSG. They still lost 2-1, to one, but McKinney scored. So that's potentially our three best players in the World Cup, Pulisic, McKinney, and Reyna, um, all playing in the Champions League yesterday, two of them actually doing something. Pulisic didn't do much of anything. Um, here is the last soccer story for you in Bischoff's briefs, though, and this one, big fan of this. Tonight is the U.S. Open Cup final. So that is the big tournament in the United States. All professional teams can enter it, basically. Uh, the USL's in it, Major League Soccer's in it, yeah. and even some lower leagues, yeah. right? Lights FC have... Did Lights FC play games? Uh, they have always lost to an amateur team in the U.S. Open Cup. Uh, they've never made it far enough to play an MLS team. It's very disappointing. Um, but the final is tonight. One interesting part about the final. There is a USL team in the final. Sacramento Republic is in the final tonight against Orlando City. Normally, this competition is dominated by MLS teams. Very rarely do non-MLS teams even like make the semis, let alone win it or play in the, the final. final. But tonight, a second division team will play a first division team for the US Open Cup. As far as USL accomplishments, yes, you can win the USL Cup. I'd argue this is a this would be a bigger deal than which team wins the U.S. Open Cup this year because you will have beaten Major League Soccer teams yeah. to do so. But here's the fun part. Sacramento has accused Orlando of spying on their practices. The MLS team is now yes. spying on the USL team? Yes. So the final is in Florida. From the story I read on ESPN, Sacramento did not want to practice at Orlando's practice facility, but they couldn't secure another venue, which I'm guessing is they didn't have enough money to rent another venue because there has because to be Because they're a USL other, team. Right. There has to be other soccer fields. So they ended up practicing at Orlando City's training facility anyway. The accusation here is that 
someone associated with Orlando City's head coach. They have not said he actually works for Orlando City. They're just saying like, hey, he's a friend of the head coach of Orlando, was watching their practice. He was spotted by one of Sacramento's equipment managers, and they asked this guy to leave repeatedly, and he would not leave. He kept saying, oh, I'm here to meet somebody else on a different field. I'm not watching your practice. Don't worry that I'm sitting here on a hill looking at your practice. (laughs) So Sacramento went as far as to specifically park two vans in a certain location to try to block this guy's view of their practice. (laughs) So wherever he was standing, they were like, get the vans, pull them up right in front of the guy. And now he can't see our practice anymore. But ahead of an MLS team playing a second division team in the U S open cup final, the MLS team has been accused of spying on the second division team to Try to gain some advantage. It's almost as good as the guy peeing do. in the hedge. It is almost as good as the guy peeing in the hedge. Anytime I hear stories of one team spying on another team, I always think of the movie Little Giants. Did you ever <laughs> see that one? Ed? A long time ago. Tyler, I'm of assuming course, you no, have no chance. No. no chance. Well, it's basically like little kids play football. Yes. Right. Yeah. 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 Okay. It's but like, football. but like the the better team is spying on the worst team who have no athletic ability except for one person. And they're just like, all the kids are just standing around and the coaches who are spying are like, Oh my God, look at this play. They got the lineman in the backfield quarterbacks, not even on the field. What's going on? It's a great movie. You should watch it. Uh, Does that movie have a scene where a kid is catching a roll of toilet paper? Yes. Okay. I apparently (laughs) have seen that scene before. Is it because the kid can't catch? Uh, I think so. I forget what the exact reason was, but yeah, I think he has to picture the roll of toilet papers to have like (laughs) soft hands and catch the ball. I can't remember exactly, but yeah. Sounds like a great movie. Oh, yeah. Uh, John Madden's in it. I think uh, Emmett Smith is in it. Are they? Lawrence Taylor's in it. It's been a long time. Yeah. They all make a, they're driving cross country on Madden's tour bus and they, <laughs> of course they, they come are. across this little league practice. Of course they are. And they make a John Madden special play, the annexation of Puerto Rico. <laughs> I've heard of that. I don't know what that means, but Actually, I see that. I got a surprise regularly. for you tomorrow. All right. More on that tomorrow. Tomorrow. Yes. Tune in in 24 hours to find out whatever surprise I'm getting about the annexation of Puerto Rico. So tonight, watch the U.S. Open Cup final. It's on at five o'clock. Um, and cheer for the USL team, Sacramento, that was being spied on by the MLS team. What channel is it on? Uh, I'm going to guess ESPN2. Okay. Uh, I'm pretty sure it's going to be on an actual channel and not just ESPN+, Plus, which is what we you know normally get saddled with. But I'm going to guess ESPN2 is where that game is tonight. All right. Um, but I will... Uh, Five o'clock. I'll let you know if it's not. Are you going to give any attention to this game? Oh, God, no. Oh, man, it's on ESPN+. Plus. Really? They couldn't get the Open what does it Cup say final for that? on ESPN2? What does it say for the Open Cup Man, final? What are they broadcasting on ESPN2 tonight? Probably baseball. No. You'll have to update us on Bishop's Priest tomorrow who won this thing. I'll let you know. But the uh, the U.S. Open is on ESPN tonight, but what's on ESPN2? Not baseball. Right. They don't have ESPN2 baseball no. on Wednesday nights. It's brutal. What are they, There's no college football? It's going to be some damn documentary on, like, Texas A&M football. 5 o'clock, Danny. You got or it? something. No, this is ridiculous. No. All right, we'll find out. No, the only baseball game at 5 o'clock is Arizona and San Diego on FS1. Yeah, 
There's yeah. ESPN, yeah, they don't have just random Wednesday baseball. So No, not on ESPN2. Open Cup got screwed. All right, we got tickets to give away. If you want to go see Motley Crue, Def Leppard, Poison, Joan Jett, and the Blackhearts at Allegiant Stadium, we've got tickets to, for you. 702-364-1100 is the phone number. That's 702-364-1100. You'll see Poison, Joan Jett, and the Blackhearts, Def Leppard, Motley Crew. 702-364-1100 is the phone number. We'll take caller number 11 at 702-364-1100. When was the last time you heard anyone say, man, I'm excited to go to the dentist? Well, that's because it's not very exciting, nor is it fun. But it is very important, especially if you're a dog or cat. And Hearts Alive Village knows that. That's why we're offering a $20 dental consultation. You heard me right. Just $20. Come on, it's for your pet. To schedule an appointment, go to heartsalivevillage.org. Hearts Alive Village, giving animals a voice. My main focus is, you know, Buffalo right now. I'm happy nobody got hurt in, in the practice and whatever, but, you know, my main focus is um, Thursday night against Buffalo right now. So um, everybody protected each other. Everybody got out the situation clean, um, healthy. So that's what's, that's what's matter and um, ready for week one. So Back to the Press Box Summer Edition. I will continue to claim about or complain about the WNBA scheduling game one of the WNBA finals on the first Sunday of the NFL season. Uh, Don't do that. But I have a question for you. Do either of you know why game five will be played at MGM Grand Garden Arena and not Mandalay Bay? Could they have scheduled something out and not realize when the finals were? So if you go on the events for Ultra Arena, there is nothing scheduled for the same day as game five. There is not games one and two are ultra and they're going to move game five to the MGM. Yeah. There is, there is the possibility that there is a private event, right? That it's not like a concert or whatever, that some company rented it out for whatever the hell companies do when they rent out arenas. But and that would not show up on like a public, hey, buy tickets to go see this event thing. But there's no way the Aces are potentially getting kicked out of their home arena for game five of the WNBA finals for a private event, right? There's just no way that think. would happen. Only thing I can think of is capacity. Grand Garden has an extra 5,000 seats. I don't think that's the only thing I, mean, I could come up with. They have, in game five of the WNBA finals, I don't know why you'd ever take them out of the comfort of where they play. Right. Not for 5,000 more no. seats. Because here's the thing. They've announced sellouts at whatever, how many of their last games. Not every seat is actually filled with people. Right. No. Like, there no. are still open. It's not like there's, you know, 13,000 people are cramming in no. the standing room only seat. Where they've played all year, where they've shot all year, their locker room. You'd be going to a neutral site. Right. And you've played the entire year to get the one seed. That doesn't make any sense. Right. So I am still a little bit confused as to why on earth game five of the WNBA finals, if it gets that far. Do you know what day that is? Uh, Tuesday, September 20th, I believe. Is Six that o'clock? Uh, I don't know what time. They had, I don't think they've announced the time <laughs> for when game five would be. Um who knows? It's probably going to be at like 10 a.m. And uh, because, <laughs> yeah, whatever. This is when we could get a, an arena. But that is... Brutal if that's what happens for the Aces, right? You're going to play one. Ra- it's going to be one game at MGM Grand Garden Arena all year. That oh, doesn't. It's game five of the WNBA Finals, right? At all. And I can't figure out why. I can't. I don't know what event is happening there that they cannot have game five of the WNBA Finals. 
it just makes no sense to take them out of their comfort zone. Yeah. I don't know what's going on there, but you wouldn't ever you wouldn't do that. You played the whole seed to get the one. You played the whole season to get the one seed. I personally don't think it's going five games. I don't either. But I don't think it'll be an issue at the end of the day. Yeah, I don't think it's going to be an issue. But but it won't take much, right? I mean, it won't take much for no. It's not a. Candace it's not like Parker. a best of seven, right? It won't take much for Candace Parker to to have two good games and right. push the aces to five, right. right? I mean, it's not crazy to think that could happen. So I yeah I that's that's a legitimate thing that could happen is that we are co- we are talking about the most important game of the entire being at a neutral season. site when you've earned the one seed being at just a completely random new arena for the Aces and we don't know why it's not like oh they've got we know a concert scheduled right. and it's there's no event listed couldn't find it yesterday don't know what's happening how there. far out because the Super Bowl and other and the World Series can't you know can't and or can't start after this date or whatever. How far out you think the WNBA had their dates? Because I'm going to be a little surprised if something else got booked there. Um, I think they didn't officially announce the WNBA schedule until like two weeks before the season or season ended. Playoff schedule. Yeah, the playoff schedule. I don't think it was announced until right before well, the season actually. You could have ended. definitely booked something there a long time, right. like, long time ago. I believe there was a concert last night at, at Mandalay at Arena, which if the Aces had not been the one seed, if they had been like the three seed, they <laughs> would have had a home game GM. last night. Right. They would have been, they would have just supposed to be playing a home game last night. But they got the one seed, so that didn't matter. So I don't know. I, I do know this. Because Major League Baseball uh, push back the postseason schedule a little bit. Right. There is an Elton John concert scheduled for Minute Maid Park in Houston the same night that Game Six of the World Series is supposed to be played. What would they do? I don't have any idea. I feel like Elton John might be bigger than the World Series. Absolutely. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so yeah, where could they go? They just find Texas the nicest Rangers. School. There's no way you play a World Series game in. Texas at at your biggest rivals. I just I don't know what other parks are there. I don't know where else they'd go. University of Houston. I honestly think. Oh, that would be hilarious. I <laughs> I honestly think they would just push the game. Baseball, would, yeah, Major League Baseball would push the game back. Yeah, day. I yeah. honestly think they would. They yeah. they they just change the day, the schedule, and either yeah. they'd either bump it up a day, which would stink, take away an off day, or well, then you'd get the off day the next day if it goes to seven, or. You push it back a day and add an extra off day. Right. But yeah, as of right now, Elton John is scheduled to play the same night as Game 6 of the World Series, which if the Astros make the World Series and it looks like right now, as long as they don't play the Dodgers, Game 6 would be in they would be They'd be the top seed. Yeah. Now, if the Dodgers make it, the Dodgers would have home field and Game 6 would be in LA and it wouldn't be a problem. Right. But if the Astros make it are the top seed, Game 6 would be in Houston. Same night as Elton John's supposed to be playing at Minute Maid Park. If, in fact, it was a nighttime, so it wasn't as hot or humid, and the Astros won the World Series in Game 6, and they said, we are immediately doing a parade, would you attend? <laughs> immediately? Yes. You're walking out of the stadium, and they said, the guys are getting in the cars out back, and we're going to do a parade, and they're going to be waving, and they're going to be drunk, because they'll have the champagne, because they love their fans so much. If I'm in would Houston by myself, yeah, I guess, because I wouldn't have anything else to do. <laughs> Like I, I like last year when I went, I was just at an Airbnb by myself and just walked back all sad to my Airbnb. So I, I guess, but I'm not staying an extra day to so go. So I to finally the got you to parade. I guess that that might be what I do. It wouldn't be hot outside. They won the World Series. I'd probably be drinking. I'd have to do the show the next day though. That's true. <laughs> Hello, are you on? Are you on clean feed? <laughs> <laughs>